0: Thank you for listening to the Pure Purpose Podcast. I'm Bobby Jones.
1: And I'm Beth Hobbs.
0: The only podcast where you get the tools that you need to become your true, authentic self and walk out your destiny. Beth, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty well, thanks. How are you?
0: I'm doing really well. Man, we had a crazy night last night, huh?
1: It was really fun.
0: That was fun. So we had a... A citywide youth group. Um some of you that know my story know that my faith is very important to me and we had a citywide youth group and it was really it was awesome. It just it was really incredible. Um super excited to bring you this podcast. I've been asked for many years, Beth, Bobby, do you have a podcast? Do you have a podcast? And I've always unfortunately had to say no. I, I don't have a podcast. Why
1: didn't you ever have a podcast,
0: Bobby? <laughs> I don't know why I didn't ever have a podcast. <laughs> but guess what? Hey, hey. We're here. Oh yeah. And now we have a podcast. So super excited about it. Today, we are going to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart. It's a near and dear to a lot of people's hearts, but I'm super excited because I hear it all the time. I want to live my best life. Mm-hmm. I'm living my best life. I'm living my best life. You hear it a lot in the young generation. They say it all the time. I don't know if you ever heard it. You substitute it at schools. Have you ever heard them say that?
1: Uh, Bobby, I've said that. <laughs> 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 like, no joke. I'll be over there like... And you know, it's usually ironic for me. I'm like... Trying to figure out a sub plan or whatever. And I'm like, the kids are like, How are you? And I'm like, Oh, you know, living my best life here. Freak it out because I don't know what this means. <laughs> Just and they're like, Living oh.
0: my best life. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I hear it all the time. So today, what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about becoming your best self hmm. versus living your best life. And I'm going to teach you today, me and you, Beth, are going to teach them that actually it might not be what they think it is when they live in their best life. And we're going to talk about becoming your best self, and that's actually going to help you live your best life. Yeah. And so super excited about this topic. So real quick, Beth, what does it mean to you to live your best life?
1: Okay. Well, I feel like I'm maybe at a slight advantage here because I think of living my best life as being my most true self. I mean, yeah, it's also living the life that I want to live, doing the things that I'm interested in doing and doing them really well. But really, all of those things come out of who I am. Mm. And when I am who I want to be and living the way that I believe God intended me to be, I am living that best life. So good. So it's a bit. I feel like you asked a trick question.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is a trick question, kind of. But I but love that.
1: Where Where do you agree and where do you disagree with that?
0: I agree with. I agree with all of it. You know. You know. A lot of kids, pretty much everywhere I've been in the last seven years, I've traveled all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you don't know, I'm a national school assembly speaker and a, and a public school consultant, and so I've traveled all over the world. And a lot of kids know. Like matter of fact, kids would come up to me at the end of an assembly the big. There's something more to your story, isn't there? Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, actually it is. like my my faith is very important to me. God is very important in my life. And mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where it's hard to live your best life without being your true authentic self. And I can't be my true authentic self without God, mm-hmm. without Jesus, right? Yeah, And so it is. it's it's when you're thriving. for me, living my best life is being healthy, mm-hmm. emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally right? Even physically, Yeah. right? I was a little under the weather this last week, a little cold, not, not COVID, not COVID, so don't worry about that. But I was a little under the weather, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, but, but being my best self, being healthy, emotionally, physically, uh, uh, mentally, all those things, when I'm getting eight hours of sleep
1: mm-hmm.
0: at night, when I'm being patient with myself and people,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when I'm loving people well, when I'm spending time with the people that I love and I care about and they love and care about me, and honestly, when I'm working on self-development. And for me, that is a lot of faith stuff, Mm -hmm. a lot of books, sometimes the Bible, whatever it is, okay? But super, super true authentic self. And you know, Beth, when you're your true authentic self, it's like there's nothing that can bring you down. Right. And so when we're in that place, we are living our best life.
1: Mm -hmm. It's real though, because when you, even when you face adversity as your best self, it doesn't feel adverse to you. Mm. Like when you're rooted and grounded in who you are, it, it doesn't. At all. Like you, when you're so secure in who you are, what you're doing is less important. What happens to you is less important because it's about who you are and not what's happening.
0: Yeah. So so go deeper on that. What do you mean by when things are adverse, they don't seem as bad as maybe someone that doesn't know their true self?
1: I'll put it in musical terms. So when I'm playing guitar, and I play lead electric for lots of people in lots of places.
0: You do that well, by the I
1: way. I love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but when I am secure in my playing, mm-hmm. when I make a mistake, it doesn't throw me off. That's good. When I am secure in my parts and in what I want to sound like and in how I'm sounding, n- even like w- if other instrumentalists are getting off beat or if someone mm. misses a cue or all of these things, none of that throws me off because I'm already I know what's happening in me, and I'm I can roll with it. That's good because I'm secure in my playing. That's good. Now, when I'm insecure in my playing, like if I'm playing with a new group of musicians yes. or whatever, then. If something like that happens, I'm more likely to just stop playing altogether and just shut down.
0: Right. right. So
1: what is happening, like an adversity, and that's in a musical situation, but of course it could apply to any young person's situation. Yeah. And I'm sure you can relate in a lot of ways. Of course. And maybe you can tell a story about that, but it's the stuff that happens to you completely is different depending on your own state of knowing who yourself is.
0: It's, it's almost non-existent, isn't it? Yeah. When, when you're walking in your true self, when you're, when you're becoming your best self, when you're operating fully in that, it's almost like problems don't really seem like problems. Totally. Adversity doesn't really seem like adversity. It just seems like, oh, that's just another hurdle I have to walk over.
1: Yeah.
0: But you're going to walk over it. And not only are you going to walk over, you're going to do it with grace, mm-hmm. right? And it's not going to trip you up. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny because you were just saying that, and I do have a story, Oh, tell us. I do have a story, and, and I don't tell this story much. Okay. So I probably told this story, I don't know, two, three times, somewhere in there. But it was a couple years ago, okay? It was right before COVID. I had mm-hmm. a big run in Colorado. That was like the door that opened up in Colorado for me. I did nine schools in five days, one week. Wow. And then I came back and did like six another week. hmm well, the very last assembly was a school called Denver North. Hmm. Again, I don't share this story at all. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to. So I walk in there, right? There's a few things that I didn't know beforehand.
1: Hmm.
0: That would have been helpful. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been helpful to know these things. Mm-hmm. But shout out Denver North, man. I love I love that school. I love those kids, those administrators. But what I didn't know was this, Beth first thing I didn't know is they didn't have a wireless microphone. Mm -hmm. They had a microphone that plugged into the bleacher and only went to half court. (laughs) Well, I had kids on all sides of Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. So I'm like in the middle, but normally like I have a wireless mic so I can move around and Mm -hmm. I can go to both sides, but it wasn't the case. I had to stay in like a little radius. Mm -hmm. I couldn't move that far, you know, maybe 20 feet. Somewhere in there. So that's a problem for me to begin with, but I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Here's the second thing. And this could have been lethal to many speakers. And I would have to say, if this was my first year speaking, it probably would have been lethal to me, and I probably would have never, ever went back to speaking. Mm. But the second thing I figured out five minutes before I'm going on is they had never done a school assembly before. (laughs) What? Yep. Yep. They had never done a school assembly before. So I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like, what? I'm God, you have to do this. I -hmm. can't do this. Like, Mm -hmm. you have, like, when I go into a school assembly, Beth, I probably have 110% control.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I maybe had 65% control. And that's being generous (laughs) at this school. Mm -hmm. I probably had less than that. Mm But if it was my first year, we got through the assembly, it didn't hit like I wanted to hit. There was a lot of things running through my mind. First one was embarrassment and Mm -hmm. shame and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, but I was in a really good place Mm
1: -hmm.
0: in my life. And after a while, I just said, you know what? Oh, well. Like, who cares? Like, I went up there and I did it. But you better believe this. If I get another shot at them, Mm -hmm. oh, it's going to be over.
1: Yeah.
0: We're going to split it up. We're going to go in their auditorium do freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, so they all can fit in one small space, and I'm going to give them an assembly. Mm. So I'm waiting for that to come full circle. Yeah. But it's like you said, I was in a really good place inside of me. If I had not been, I may never have spoke again. Right. But I got back up. Yeah. Right? And then COVID hit, and then- (laughs) You know, the world went crazy. Yeah. But it was one of those things that I look back on and actually, and I think about it more and more, it actually helped me. Mm-hmm. It humbled me. And I probably needed it. Mm. And it's okay because that doesn't make me any less of a speaker. Right. That doesn't make me any less of a person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And so, that being said, when you're operating at your best self, you can live your best life. Yeah. Because even the worst isn't the worst. Mm. and you will take another swing at it, and you'll get back up, and next time, hopefully, you'll swing out of the park. Remember, when you walk in your true authentic self, when you're being who you were created to be, walking in your destiny, the worst doesn't even seem like the worst. Yeah. And and so that's the biggest thing. And I want you young ones to listen to what we're saying is, we want you to live your best life. That's Mm -hmm. important, but you can't live a counterfeit life. And you're not going to live your best life if you don't become your best self. So Beth, let's give them a few practical tips. How can they become their best self to live their best life? I'll let you start.
1: I wish when I was younger that someone had told me that my character was more important than my actions. Ooh. Because take,
0: me, take me somewhere with you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that the stuff that was happening to me was forming my character. Mm. I didn't know that, like, the depression and the anger that I was feeling was actually carving me into a person. It was like cutting away stuff at me. And the way that I was dealing with it was creating a person, it was creating my wow. character. I was just sitting there struggling feeling like I was dying, all this stuff was happening to me, and I was trying to do the right thing through all of that. But doing the right thing isn't the same as being the right person. Mm. And facing those things was creating, well, my response to those emotions, my response to those feelings, my response to all of that was creating the kind of character that isn't shaken. Wow. The kind of character that is rooted, the kind of character that like can stand fast now when other things that are, some would say, harder right. come at you.
0: Wow. I have to take that in for a minute because <laughs> that was eloquent. like That was an amazing answer. And th- that's so true. It's like, and I look back at my life, and, and it was the same thing, right? Like, And it turned into all that stuff later on, but it's mm-hmm. like, okay, so take like you don't feel validated. Right the things that come with that inside of you, it does. It creates a person. Mm -hmm. And it creates a person that you're not going to be happy with years down the road. Right. And that actually person that you're not going to be happy with, that person's going to lose you opportunities. Mm -hmm. That person's going to lose your friendships. Yeah. That person is not going to be thinking straight all the time Mm -hmm. because there's going to be a lot of wounds in the way. Right. And so it's understanding that you know, at the end of the day, like what I see so much of that I, I just, and this is what I encourage kids: so guys, high school and middle school is such a small percentage of the life that you're going to live when you get yeah. out into the real world. Mm-hmm. I tell them this all the time. It's like such a small percentage. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't mean anything in the scheme of life. Sure, like you're going to build friendships, and obviously you need good grades to get into college if that's what you want to go do. Obviously, you don't want to do anything that's going to get you in trouble with the law, whatever it is. But when it comes down to it, one day, these kids are going to leave their communities, right? They're going to go on to live life. Mm -hmm. And their boys and their girls aren't going to be next to them all the time. Right. And they're going to have to make decisions. Mm -hmm. And a lot of decisions that they're going to make had been shaped years earlier Mm
1: -hmm.
0: in those years, like we just talked about, creating that person inside. And so for me... Another thing that a practical tip to actually get rid of is this me against the world mentality. Mm. That's creating a person too. Yeah. And it's creating a person that can't trust anybody, mm. that won't let people close to them, that build walls around their heart. And essentially, you're going to feel alone. And because you're alone, that's how you're going to operate. Mm-hmm. And it's going to actually end up becoming more of a hindrance for you than you know.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's crazy too, because like no one tells you that you have the power to choose how you're going to respond to these things. Wow. Yep. Because like in every single circumstance, we feel like stuff is happening to us, but we're happening to stuff as much as it's happening to us. Mm. We have the power, we have the authority to choose how we're going to respond to things. And so- You talk about loneliness, you talk about keeping people out, like that's a choice that we make. Yes. And I don't know about if you had any experiences of like how to choose against that and how to choose to become a better version of you than the one that you like were just automatically doing. But that would be one huge thing for building a better self versus living a better life.
0: Yes. And you you know what it was for me? Mm. The main one blaming. Blaming everybody and everything for everything that I did.
1: Oh no. (laughs) And
0: how I reacted. And it was that for years.
1: Mm.
0: Poor me. Victim mentality. Like, poor me, poor Bobby. You've had it hard, man. 10 year alcoholic, all this stuff. And yeah, there were some hard years. But I look back on that and I'm going to be honest with you 60, 70% of it, self inflicted. Yeah. Self inflicted. Because I was me against the world, I was blaming everybody for everything. And once I stopped blaming, that actually got better. It got to the point where, honestly, if someone would came up and walked up to me and punched me in the face, I would have said, "Nope, it's my fault. Dang. It's not theirs. Yeah, it's mine." Because I was tired of blaming everything mm. on everyone. Yeah. And I finally had to look in the mirror and say, "Dude, sorry, man, you're not as awesome as you think you are. Mm. It's time for you to change some things." And that's when I started looking at the things that I've done and reflecting, and taking taking responsibility was Mm -hmm. the most freeing thing that I've ever experienced besides coming into God.
1: Yeah,
0: like taking responsibility for the things that I've been through. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you eliminate fifty percent of your drama by that. Yeah, by just taking responsibility, and all those things. Right, not blaming, taking responsibility for your life. Yeah. Understanding that the things that happen to you, you happen to the things as much as you do, and how you react is your choice and your circle is your circle. We'll get to that in a later episode of mm-hmm. of your circle, what you're actually responsible for. We got a lot of amazing things for you on this podcast coming forward. It's gonna be great. But you know, looking at all those things, that's how you become your best self. Mm-hmm. And in turn, you will live your best life. Yeah. But it cannot be your counterfeit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It has to be the real deal. And each and every one of you kids are capable of walking this out, becoming your best self, walking your destiny, and living your best life. But it's going to be sustainable. It will last. The other won't.
1: And I just want to interject here. We have to take responsibility for us. We can't take responsibility for someone else's actions against us. Yes. We can only take responsibility for our actions. Yes. So like when, when stuff happens and people betray your trust like that you don't have to take responsibility for what they did to you yes you only have to take responsibility for you
0: for what you did to them yeah. and and we're we're going to do a whole episode on this because and and because it's important it's important to understand what what is your responsibility what's not your responsibility you know i see a lot of codependency in this young generation mm-hmm. it's going to get better you know, it, I believe in them all. They're the strongest generation. People will disagree with me on that, but I'm telling you that they're the strongest generation we've ever seen. They just don't know it yet. Some yeah. of it, we're going to talk about bullying and why that happens in this in this season, this podcast. It's going to be amazing. Um, super excited. But you're right. It's taking responsibility for yourself. Beth, do you have any final thoughts on this topic? If you had one thing to give someone, the listener, that they could take and they could run with for the next year, what would it be?
1: I mean, I want to tell you to find
0: Jesus.
1: (laughs) Um, No, but if you had a year to intentionally pursue one thing about yourself, to grow yourself, I've got to say it would be discipline. Mm. And that can be pursued in a whole myriad of ways. I mean, people do that by pursuing self-discipline in exercise, self-discipline in diet, self-discipline in uh, habits like writing or... um, other creative endeavors like playing the guitar or whatever. Yeah. But discipline, if you can get control of yourself, if you can find self-control, then you have all of the power you need to be your best self.
0: Yes. That's so good. I love that. I don't, and I'm not going to be able to top that. But if I were to say one thing, we've already talked about it, it's taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's just taking ownership of your world. It's taking ownership. You know, at the end of the day, people are going to say things. People are going to do things. You can't control them, nor you wouldn't want to. I mean, it's, it's too much work controlling your own world, yeah. let alone someone else's. So take responsibility. And sometimes that's just sitting down at the end of the day and take an inventory of like, okay, what was my part in the things that happened to me today? Mm-hmm. And really take a look at that. But... Discipline, responsibility, and those two things alone could honestly it will change everything. I mean that's that that could, that could be a foundation that would change your whole life mm-hmm. for the next five years. Mm-hmm. You know, and then on top of that, you'll learn other things and different things like that. But those two things, discipline and responsibility, man, Beth, this is great. This is going to be a great podcast.
1: I hope you guys have had so much fun <laughs> listening yes. in.
0: Again, we love being here with you. We love you listening and tuning in. We want to hear from you. So we have an email, purposepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to know where you're listening from and just if you have any questions, we may even turn them into episode content. We just love you. We're with you. We want you to know that there's so much gold inside of you. There's so much greatness inside of you and it's all going to come out and we're here for you. That's all I got for you. See you next time.
1: Peace be with you.